You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus one of the things that i've i do hear a lot of is that um you know traditional advice has been that singers shouldn't do strength training they shouldn't do resistance training they should only do things like yoga and pilates and i couldn't disagree more i think that this kind of training is incredibly important. Uh, in fact, if we think about uh, the kind of unified whole that we get from doing compound movements like you know lunges and and uh, squats, you're really using the body as a unified whole. And the way in which that mirrors what we do in singing, the instrument isn't just here in the throat. It's a unified whole with the entire body. And a good sound is produced from the toes up. Right. So it really when I when I see students who are doing um, fitness training and they're doing it well, it really enables them to launch into that work with a holistic view of the body. Hey, what's going on? Joe Roscoe here from Built for the Stage podcast. Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried a free trial yet where you can work with your own Broadway fitness coach one-on-one online, check us out at builtforthestage.com. Fill out the free trial form and we'll be on our way to seven days of jump-starting you to play center stage in this little show called Your Life. <laughs> Billforthestage.com. Check us out. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We'd greatly appreciate it. Check out our YouTube channel. Check out the TikTok at Bill for the Stage. All things social media. We'd love to see you on it. Can't get enough, right? Speaking of can't get enough, we typically have performers on the podcast, but today is going to be a special guest. I'm actually extremely excited about this one. Um, we have a singing voice specialist that works with the who's who of Broadway, um, Tony Award winners, Grammy winners, Oscar nominees. Uh, he even has uh, taught, coached Fortune 500 executives. I'm very anxious to talk about that as well. Um, so we're going to bring on Mike Ruckles to the pod. Welcome, Mike. Hey, Joe. Thanks for Thanks. having me. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Excited to not only talk about your experience as a uh, singing voice specialist with amazing clientele that you have, but also just to give our listeners some 
uh, expert advice from you on how to practice fitness while keeping your voice uh, in the forefront of your mm-hmm. focus. Um, so first, I want to jump into what we were talking about before the recording. For those of you that are listening, <laughs> behind Mike, he has, I don't know, looks like 300 CDs or more. Um, tell us where you're calling in from and about all those CDs behind you. Well, my, my voice studio is in Midtown Manhattan, but I'm currently in West Orange, my home in New Jersey across the river. And uh, I'm in my basement office where I've been teaching from during the pandemic. And um, yeah, Joe just discovered that I'm, uh, I haven't fully entered into the digital media era because I, I completely am obsessed with liner notes. And, you know, when I buy an album online, I really miss being able to open it up and read those notes. So, um, you know, that's me. I keep it all. And you, and you also said that you still work out with an iPod. I do. <laughs> and what, you know, when it dies, I'm going to be screwed because they don't make them anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to transfer over. But I, I love to have my whole library at my disposal. You know, um, I love to be able to get to it quickly. And I don't want to, like, weigh down my phone with all that music. So, you know, I'm, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of limited in my choices right now. Was this a... Uh, a one-off project where like you sat down for 48 hours and put all of the music on your iPod at once or like was this over time? Well, you know, I think most of it was put onto onto uh, iTunes way back when I lived in Colorado. So it was years ago. But, you know, as I get a new album, I, I upload it. Love it. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that we got connected. We have a lot of mutual clientele um, mm-hmm. uh, between the two of us. And... I just wanted to jump in with that first question that I kind of emailed you and we were talking mm-hmm. about um, Bradley Gibson comes to mind, yep. uh, Miha, mm-hmm. Adriana Hicks, all of these greats. As you've been, I mean, I'll say fortunate to work with such talent, but obviously the talent continues to come to you because you're a talented uh, teacher yourself. As this talent continues to come through the years, what do you notice about these people that kind of sets them apart? Is it their natural ability or, or what makes them flourish? Well, I think there are a few key elements that make a successful, exciting, in-demand performer. Of course, there's talent. There's that God-given gift that you can't be taught. You either got it or you don't. But as you know, it's what you do with that gift and how you seek to develop it that's integral, right? But beyond that it factor, I would say the singers that progress most quickly have an amazing capacity for something called proprioceptive recall. Now that's, you know, a million dollar word. So I'll I'll break that down. Uh, This gets into motor learning theory a bit. But what that means is that when I guide them into a particular coordination, be it postural, resonance, or maybe a vocal fold coordination, they're very good at taking what I call kinesthetic snapshots. So they can reliably recall what that coordination felt like somatically and also how they got there. Uh, With some mindful work and repetition, they can just drop the needle on that coordination very easily. And then they enter into what we're really after, which is called automaticity. And that's the point at which that skill or coordination becomes so ingrained that it's just like falling off a log, right? I'm sure you see this in the gym with folks, you know, some people, it feels like you start again at square one. You're like, okay, let's get things lined up again. Other people seem to be able to just go right back to what you taught them, right? Go return right to that coordination. Mm -hmm. Um, The good news is I don't think you have to have been born with it. 
In fact, I don't think most of us are. I think with training and awareness, anyone can increase their capacity for proprioceptive recall. I see singers getting better and better at it all the time. Maybe at first they don't have a lot of awareness of, say, their soft palate. Uh, it's back there somewhere and Lord knows what it's doing. Uh, but over time, as they ask their body for specificity, and as their work becomes more mindful, they begin to make more neural connections and they can now feel and activate that soft palate with real precision. How much of, so I do relate to this yeah. quite a bit when training clients and I know what my answer would be, but I want to ask you how much of it do you think is the ability to mentally free your mind and allow yourself to, I'll say, succeed. Um, how, how much do you encounter that in the studio with, they have the ability you would have to assume or believe, but yet the mind is really what's in the way? Oh, all the time. Singing, like any athletic event, is a mind game. It's, it's oh, I don't know, probably 90% in the mind and 10% of the body. You know, it's, um, and I do, I see a lot of people in my profession and in our, um, in the industry who are actually, they wouldn't say it out loud. They wouldn't maybe even think it consciously, but they're afraid of success. Uh, they're afraid of what that means if they suddenly level up or uh, even, you know, working a simple coordination or something like that. There's so many thoughts that are competing with their ability to just kind of focus in and really take in that instruction. So that can be, that can be an impediment. Is I, I wanted to circle back to what I saw on your website. Everyone, you can um, view that in the description of this episode, um, which is just simply MikeRuckles.com. But you had said that you mentioned you worked with five, uh, Fortune 500 executives. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that is interesting work. Um, some of them actually, would you believe it or not, come to me interested in singing. Um, the, the nature of their work may be very performative. Uh, they are having to be in a board meeting and really sell an idea or own that room in the way that we talk about owning the audition room or booking the audition room. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's maybe an outlet. Maybe they loved singing as a kid and they are looking for a way to have a sense of maybe it's therapy as well. You know, they're looking for an outlet and a creative outlet, but they're also aware that the skills that are required in performance, be it singing, uh, awareness of their voice. Uh, sometimes we're working singing with some of them. Actually, we're, we're simply working the voice. We're talking about uh, the habits, the tensions that are holding them back and um, creating maybe a strained voice. God knows um, from Fauci to Hillary Clinton to a number of recent politicians, we've been hearing a lot about boy, their voice sounds really rough or they sound really, you know, it's hard to listen to them. And these, some of these Fortune 500 execs, they're very aware that um, the quality of their voice affects their leadership. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about Tony Robbins off the top yeah. of my head. Oh, yeah. And he, I know now he does a lot of voice exercises and is working with a specialist, but mm -hmm. if, uh, if it's fair to say, it might be 10 or 20 years too late because there's been lots of damage that has been done, but obviously there's tactics to uh, work through or around that. But I mm -hmm. wanted to bring that up as well, because we were talking about the the mindset and the 
that side of things, whether it be singing or speaking, I, I can only imagine these executives while they're up on the stage carrying that uh, tension or that excitement of trying to get their message across. If they don't have the uh, expertise from you or another professional to teach them these techniques, mm-hmm. they're likely to hurt themselves over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very cool that you know you're not just on the performer side of things. Um, let's jump in though, to what we, the meat and potatoes, if you will, of the episode, I wanted to have you share your most valuable tips and I can kind of chime in here and there, um, to singers that are looking to continue to work on their fitness, but do it in a safe way where they're not uh, affecting the voice. Yeah. And I I have to admit, I am really excited to nerd out about this because I'm always very excited when my discipline can meet someone else's discipline and we can kind of see what the common denominators are and uh, see what the uh, how we can benefit one another. So that's, you know, I was thrilled when you invited me. Yeah. Um, I think as we segue into these tips, we should probably preface it all with a really quick discussion about what's called the Vesalva Maneuver. Uh, which people may or may not be familiar with. And I think the primary reason people have been so concerned about resistance training for singers comes down to that one thing, the Valsalva maneuver, V-A-L-S-A-L-V-A. So uh, let's break that down really quick for folks who aren't familiar with what that is. The first thing we have to come to terms with is that the primary function of the larynx, the voice box in the body, is not to make sound. Most of us in the arts would assume, oh, the voice box, it's for making sound, right? But actually, the primary role of the larynx in the body is to act as a valve. So the vocal folds not only help to protect and clear the airway, but they can clamp together to hold back air and increase the pressure in your thorax. And that's called the Valsalva maneuver, when you attempt to exhale against folds that are closed tight. And we do that constantly, um, lifting heavy suitcases, going to the bathroom, giving birth. That buildup of pressure helps to stabilize the work and allows the muscles of the trunk and limbs to work with greater efficiency. Uh, during heavy lifting, uh, it helps to support the pectoral girdle and it helps to equalize the pressure in the spine, right? So some lifts, in fact, you know, I don't think we can do without the Valsalva maneuver. It's, it's kind of integral. But as you can imagine, that's a real 180 from the way we use the larynx as an instrument to produce free and vibrant sound. So the more frequently you're valving and the more pressurized that valving is, the more likely you are to build up a lot of tension in the larynx and the musculature surrounding the the throat. Um, I see a lot of tongue and jaw tension, and I often see a chronically high larynx that's sort of been pushed upward and held upward by excessive force. Um, You know, maybe you've noticed, Joe, uh, that a lot of the biggest guys in the gym may either have a strangely high voice like Mike Tyson, or it may be very hoarse and strained, or both. Um, that's kind of a byproduct of excessive and intense Valsalva during lifting. Uh, and you know, it may be also hormonal from roids, who knows? There's a, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on there sometimes, but it's clear that as singers, we want to actively avoid or at least mitigate that Valsalva maneuver. And I got to say, I got to pat Joe on the back because I've been catching up on your, um, your podcast. And the first thing that jumped out at me was what a beautiful speaking voice you have. 
Oh, it's really beautifully modulated. It's beautifully on the pitch. It's beautiful. You use a lot of range and melody. And I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. It's so good. So good. So oh, you, you, just, you just made my day. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'll, ha- I'll have to forward this episode on to my former voice teacher. So that's that, great. That's great. No, to, it's, to, to inflate his ego a bit. Absolutely. Do it. Do it. Um, so, So what should we, sorry, so what should we do when we're working out to avoid clamping the cords together? That's basically what most of these tips are about, is how can we get the work done? How can we do it without so much Valsalva? Um, Well, my first tip sounds simplistic, but it is simply to breathe. If you possibly can, you want to exhale while lifting and inhale while lowering the weight. And this is going to aid you in avoiding holding back the breath and pressing those cords together forcibly. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, to piggyback on that, first off, I love simple things. You said this mm-hmm. is simple or sounds easy, but we all always say to our clients, if it sounds cliche, it's probably the number one thing you should listen to because there's a reason it is cliche. Right. Um, so often we want to skip over the easy things and get to the, you know, sexy secrets, but really mm-hmm. it's just the foundational uh, simple things that are most important. Yeah. I think a lot of the time with keeping that breathing in check and the uh, technical side of it, like you were mentioning, it's knowing your um your level of exertion based off of what you 100% could do physically mm-hmm. as opposed to what you should be feeling while keeping your voice your singing voice in mind meaning let's just put it to poundage mm-hmm. could i squeeze out 5 reps at whatever 100 pounds and give it my my absolute best, but at the cost of the breathing you were talking about. Okay. That's my 100% as a non-performer. But if I'm going to consider myself a performer, then my 100% really needs to be probably my 70% so that I can keep that breathing uh, technique intact. Boom. You have just led me right into my tip number two, Joe Roscoe, <laughs> which is my second tip is more reps, less weight. Okay. So we often hear go bigger, but go home. And I think many people are in the gym, lift exactly what you're talking about, lifting the maximum weight they can lift with good form, hopefully. Uh, But for singers, it's advisable to drop that weight a bit and instead add more reps. Something around, generally speaking, 10 to 12 reps is often a good range to operate in. And again, that's all about avoiding that Valsalva maneuver. And um, 
Another modality that I love to recommend to singers is blood flow restriction, uh, or sometimes called katsu, K-A-A-T-S-U. This is great for people whose goal is hypertrophy. In other words, they're less interested in simply toning or balancing the musculature, and they're more interested in size or, you know, getting swole like Joe Roscoe, uh, and for, or, or me, and for... <laughs> And for actors, that's often a primary goal. You know, Joe, I'm sure that's one of the things you hear a lot. Maybe they've had an, an agent or a casting director say, hey, I, I think you need to bulk up a bit. It's going to help us to see you a little bit more clearly in your type, whatever. Um, and so most of them go out and they start lifting the heaviest weight possible. And they're grunting and creating that really aggressive Valsalva maneuver. But blood flow restriction training, which has been around actually since the 60s, but it's only kind of recently been catching on. Maybe you've seen these folks in the gym with these odd bands or cuffs around their shoulders or elbows or knees. Um, it allows them to restrict blood flow to the muscle that they're currently working and lift much lower weight with a lot more reps. And the results have been kind of amazing. Uh, it's been shown to be very effective at increasing hypertrophy, but without obviously a lot of Valsalva because you aren't lifting quite as much weight. Yeah. And if, if you don't have those contraptions as well, another parallel would be uh, working tempo lifts or mm -hmm. things where you're holding at the top uh, a, a rep, obviously holding while breathing, but keeping that muscle contracted where that blood flow is restricted. Um, another thing I'll just put in there really kind of off topic to the voice or lifting when sure. people want to add size so often, yes, they think, oh, I have to lift heavy, lift heavy, lift, but they're putting off the nutritional aspect of things mm -hmm. and that the main factor of, of growth is, is the nutrition intake. So I'm pretty amazed, um, when I'm onboarding clients and I ask them, Hey, could you just send me a couple of days of your food intake so I could take a look and this particular, <laughs> this particular, uh, yeah. And, and, and forget about even like what they're eating, the quality, but the amount in, and their mm -hmm. number one goal is, you know, I want to put on size this particular person, but yet they're barely getting in two meals throughout the day. And, and right. it, if, if those are meals at all. So anyways, that's a little side bunny trail, yeah. but no, what but, do they, what do they say? It's, um, it happens in the kitchen, not in the gym, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. What, what do you got next? All right. Uh, so this next tip, I have to give a shout out to my student. I think you know him, Stephen Mark Lucas. He is a personal trainer who's also a big fan of Built for the Stage. And uh, he asks his clients to keep their tongue up as though they're saying ing and g while they're lifting with the tip of the tongue also up against the roof of the mouth. And I love this because often uh, when we lift, the base of the tongue wants to press down and back and close off the airway. And that's sometimes part of that Valsalva maneuver, even though it doesn't have to be. This is a great way to keep the airway free and to keep you from gripping or jutting the jaw. I'm sure you've observed people do all kinds of weird things with their jaw when they are lifting uh, and their tongue. So it really kind of sets things in a way that they're out of the way and they're otherwise occupied. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that. And um I love that the keeping the tip of the tongue also at the top will it's like a a constant cue, meaning mm -hmm. if you if you lose contact with the tongue to the roof of the mouth, you now know that you've kind of uh gone astray. That's Whereas right. maybe if it's a physical technique, you're like trying to look at the mirror, trying to see what's happening. 
But mm-hmm. here I like this where it's simply, do I feel my tongue still at the roof of my mouth um, or not? Um, I don't know if you'll get into this as well, but you said, I'm sure you see a bunch of crazy things with the jar or whatever. I see a bunch of crazy things in general. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, And one is um, talking about checking technique. One uh-huh. is performing a lift and trying to look at yourself from the profile. Hmm. So let's say it's a, I see this often in a a deadlift because people are very concerned about keeping their back straight and engaged, which they should be. However, while performing it, they they have their, their, uh, their head turned and their, their neck, I guess, uh, out of alignment with the rest Mm -hmm. of their body as they're performing this. And if you're, which is also going to, make it hard to breathe in the first place. But if you're trying, yeah, as though the head and neck are a separate entity from the rest of the spine. Exactly. So this is a, another huge red flag that I see not only for the, the well-being of the voice, but just the, the safety of the body in general. Um, So everyone listening, I would, I would tell you, Hey, uh, if you are going to try to check form, do it without weights, do Mm it at 20% speed, and mm-hmm. then when you're actually going to do it, you know, keep that uh, neck and head in alignment with the rest of the rest of the body. I love that you said that because um, this mirrors, and this is what I was excited about today, is is looking for all the ways in which your work and your experiences in the gym mirror what I deal with in the studio. And all day, every day, I see people who are, well, right now it's all online, of course, but uh, I see people who are... Uh, trying to do the work they're trying to be communicative with the voice while at the same time listening to themselves they're trying to monitor is it the right sound is it what the casting directors want is it this is it that you can't do those things simultaneously you either have to be doing the work or listening to yourself right and so it really mirrors what you just said i think that is true across the board (laughs) i'm I'm having flashbacks to uh, voice lessons where i'm trying to critique and coach myself in the midst mm-hmm. of saying, <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I'm, ha- I'm having nightmares. Um, oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many students I say, uh, let me be the teacher. You just turn off your brain for a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, number four, uh, there are very few things that are strictly forbidden in the gym. In fact, probably next to nothing, because I think anything can be done with modifications. It can be done with awareness, most lifts and exercises. Um, but I do recommend that you steer clear of specifically shoulder shrugs. Um, And just because they generally work all the wrong muscle groups for singers and can create tension and shortening in the back of the neck and the occiput, which is sort of where the the spine meets the skull. As singers, we want the back of the neck, the capitis muscles and the upper traps. We want them always long and released. And what shoulder shrugs tend to do is actually get them short and tight, right? Right. Yep. So if you can possibly avoid those, um, also generally speaking, I'd say you want to avoid any exercise in which the head and neck are not being supported by, you know, either the bench or, you know, your posture. Sure. Yeah. A lot of the times we'll see this with abdominal exercises, um, when the head is having to be lifted and we have clients that definitely, uh, do these exercises, but we stress that, this the instant that you aren't supporting yourself in a free i'll say way take a break or stop the mm-hmm. exercises for the day 
at, at that point because it's an obvious function to be able to lift the head off the ground, but you can only really support it for so long until you start to get some of that strain. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, number five, last one, I would say avoid overtraining the rectus abdominis. Uh, now the rectus is that long paired abdominal muscle that we tend to think of as the six pack. Uh, so yes, it's a glamour muscle, but it's a tight, but, but a tight and inflexible rectus is going to seriously inhibit abdominal release when you inhale to sing. And it's mm -hmm. also much more likely to clench during exhalation. What we want in good singing always is we want an easy release from the abdominal girdle, maybe. A lot of people think of the rectus as being the abs, but it's only one of many muscle groups that make up what we call the abdominal girdle, right? Sure. And uh, we want an easy release from that abdominal girdle on inhalation. And then we want to see a very gentle, controlled, upward, inward movement from the abs as we sing. Uh, we want to keep that buoyancy and lift in the rib cage. Uh, a chronically tight rectus is going to interfere with just about all of that. This is also an issue I see with a lot of my dancers. You know, they've been told from day one things like hold the core, belly button to spine, every day in their training, and we have to really spend time actively reclaiming the flexibility in their abs. And most usually, it comes down to the rectus. So to, we love toned abs. They're great. Tight abs are not, right? Right. Yes. And I will say I have, I have singers in my studio who have 10 packs, it seems, but they're incredibly flexible, incredibly mm. flexible. So we just, you know, I say to them, from an abdominal perspective, we don't want to be that guy in the gym who's walking around, you know, well, your, your listeners can't see me, but, you know, with their arms almost out of their side because there's no flexibility there, right? We call those um, 24 seven suitcase carriers. The yes. guys, the, they look like they're carrying two suitcases when really there's nothing in their hands at all. Right, 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 right. Exactly. <laughs> so that, that, that's it for me. I think um, if we can train the abs, the core, that's so important for singing. It really is. Mm -hmm. We want to have stability. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, um, you know, I think, one of the things that I've, I do hear a lot of is that, um, you know, traditional advice has been that singers shouldn't do strength training. They shouldn't do resistance training. They should only do things like yoga and Pilates. And I couldn't disagree more. I think that this kind of training is incredibly important. Uh, in fact, if we think about uh, the kind of unified whole that we get from doing compound movements like, you know, lunges and, and uh, squats, you're really using the body as a unified whole. And the way in which that mirrors what we do in singing, the instrument isn't just here in the throat. It's a unified whole with the entire body. And a good sound is produced from the toes up, right? Love so that. it really, when I, when I see students who are doing um, fitness training and they're doing it well, it really enables them to launch into that work with a holistic view of the body. Love that. I wanted to end with a quote from your website. Don't get scared. Um, ah, very scared. But, no, no. Um, some with my performers, I usually say, I was looking at your resume and I wanted to talk <laughs> about your special skills. And I always get them sweating bullets about their special mm -hmm. skills. Um, mm -hmm. But actually, it's a. I think it's a great uh, conversation, a great topic for both of us, because I relate to this when coaching my actor athletes. So 
It's uh, it's about a paragraph, so I'll just read it out. Everyone take a listen. Um, as composers and audiences ask more of their performers, you ask more of your body and of your instrument. Whether you are a Broadway performer or, uh, sorry, Broadway performer who must deliver vocal pyrotechnics, love that, vocal pyrotechnics, eight <laughs> times a week, an opera singer who must perform at the very best a few times a month, or a pop singer who rocks out in a new venue every night, you instinctively understand the necessity of solid technique to see you through. All right, second uh, part of this that I really want to uh, break down. I remember it well, the uneasiness of singing publicly, something I was supposed to love doing. I wonder if it's a good vocal day. I wonder if the planets will align. I wonder if that high, low note will be solid. Maybe if all goes well, the singing will just happen so I can actually communicate something. <laughs> when things went well on stage, it was seemingly sheer luck. It never occurred to me that even after several well-intentioned teachers, my vocal toolbox was very nearly empty. So I wanted to read all of that. Thanks for um, bearing with me, hearing your own words, uh, Mike, that were written out. But I wanted to talk about that where Bill for the Stage, the intention is that we train the body so that when we get on the stage, it's not the toughest thing that we do. But yet it's something we've prepared the body to not only thrive in, but to perform safely. Mm -hmm. So what do you what do you tell your students or how do you press upon them the importance of not just getting it right the one time, but having the discipline to to break down what you're giving them and and truly uh, understand the importance of having a well-balanced toolbox that you can just go to without thinking? It's a good question. I, I think I don't want to overload them with information because in that moment, you're standing center stage at, you know, the, the Gershwin, you're standing center stage at the, the Broadhurst in that moment there's really only one thing that should be on your mind. It should be what the intent is for that character, right? And hopefully, part of my philosophy in the studio is that I want to look at what does Joe's body already know how to do as a human being when he communicates, what is he doing? And what skills can we translate? So that rather than thinking about, you know, on this note, I'm aiming for 60% chest voice and 40% head voice, which, you know, those things don't really exist anyway. Um, Instead of thinking about those sorts of things, uh, what what verb can you latch on to? What is the character's verb here? To speak, to whine, to cry, to whimper, to, you know, what, what can you do there? And what innate, intuitive response will your body give you? Um, and then, of course, we have to look at what intuitive, innate responses might not be helpful and how do we guard against those? But um, uh Usually, I don't have to convince my clients that they are in need of a full toolbox. They generally are coming in the door going, I got no tools and I really need some, you know, which yeah, is yeah. great. That's the wonderful thing. Um, they really do. I think um, I often say to them, I'll, maybe this is the best way to answer your question. When in doubt, if you're not sure, here comes that high note, you're not sure what to do, reach into your bag of tools and pull out any tool. Any tool at all. It might be the wrong tool, but applying something, being specific, this is like acting, right? Yeah. If I go for that moment, I'm not sure what I'm going to play. 
nothing's going to play. But if I can be specific, it may not be the perfect choice that I've made, but Mm -hmm. it will be better than what what was about to happen, right? So often better to just reach into that bag of tools and just pull something out. Yeah, I love that. Um, In compound movements, but specifically Olympic lifting, where there are multiple cues on cues on cues that you need to... uh, to be able to uh, execute when approaching a lift like that, typically we would say to ourselves, just pick one cue to focus on. And yep. that usually will see you through to accomplishing the entire task. Right. Um, so I love, I love what you just said there. Exactly. Uh, right. Uh, Mike, anything that you wish to have shared that we didn't cover t- uh, today? I, I'm just uh, bubbling over this. It was everything that I hoped. Oh, good. Would be. good. I'm so glad. Well, you know, um, if people have questions or they have thoughts or they, you know, they want to lynch me, uh, they can find me uh, certainly through the website or through uh, my Instagram, which is just Ruckles Voice. But um, really, funny enough, I, I want to just because I've been catching up on your podcast, I just want to really pat you on the back, Joe, because it's an extraordinary podcast, and um, you actually are a really unique host. In that, um, I find that a lot of podcast hosts are. Um, more kind of in love with listening to themselves talk and you are just an extraordinary listener, which I think is huge. So, I mean, keep this up. This is such a gift to our community. It really is. I appreciate that. That's so so kind of you to say. Um, All right, Mike, thanks for being on Bill for the Stage podcast. My pleasure. All right, everyone, that'll do it with Mike Ruckles. Thanks so much to Mike again for joining the podcast. If you want to try a free trial, head on over to the website, builtforthestage.com. And if you want to see more about Mike, uh, his website is also in the description of this episode. Until next time, later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.